Success has many fathers, but defeat, but defeat is an orphan. Okay. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. We thank you, Lord, that we're open, Father God, to what you're about to share with us, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, Father God, will open our eyes of our understanding to greater revelation, Father God, into which we can place more value, Father God, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Gee, we're going to get out here quick. Can you think of a time when you were asked something, to do something, I should say, and felt uncomfortable about it? Well, some of you nodding your head, some of you laughing about it. Well, okay. That you did not have enough education or experience or the ability to do what was asked of you to do? Uh, I think we evolve, have experienced this on certain occasions, amen, and uh, you may even have offered some excuse why you couldn't possibly even try to attempt it. Uh, you may have even felt a little awkward or embarrassed because of your answer or your excuse. Um, uh, the Bible tells us that there were a lot of individuals that had the very same thoughts of being asked of doing something, and they came up with all sorts of excuses. So we're going to look at some uh, excuses. So that's tonight's title, Excuses. But the Lord doesn't always use strong or influ influential people to accomplish his work. Uh, God, God's people have been placed alongside obstacles against which uh, looked like they, they were inadequate to do anything about it. So you might find yourself with an excuse and find out that your excuse was inadequate for the job that God called you to do. Um, why do we feel we can offer excuses when it comes to things of God that would be ridiculous excuses if used anywhere else? You know, we use excuses for you know, things of God, but if you use that same excuse for something else, it would sound stupid. So we're going to look at the sports field and how, how the excuse applies to them. Every time I go, they ask for money. Well, you go to a sports event where they're asking, asking you, you know, you got to pay to get in here. And if you want water, or you want something to drink, you want to eat something, you got to pay. Well, that's the same thing. Every time I go to church, they're always asking for money. You know, what's your tithes and offers? Okay. Here's another one at a sporting event. The people with whom I have to sit by didn't seem very friendly. You go to church, some, you know, you go to church and you sit there and 
they don't even acknowledge who you are, or you know, don't say hello or goodbye, you know, that type of thing. So, um, you know, at sporting events, you know, the people don't seem very friendly. Um, and at sporting events, ah, the seats are too uncomfortable, and they're hard. Well, the same thing happens, you know, in the church. Well, these seats are old or inadequate. You have to don't sit in that one. That one's falling apart. You know, who's that there? Oh, you know. Hey, these are excuses that we use in church, but you can't find that. You don't find those excuses at uh, the sport event. Oh, here's a good one. The coach never comes to see me or never speaks to me. Well, take, take the name coach out and put the pastor. Hey, he never comes to talk to me or never speaks to me. Yeah, yeah these, are, these are excuses why you, you don't go. Uh, at the game... The band played numbers or music that I never heard before. Okay, you come to church. I never heard that kind of music in church before, so you know, throw it out. Okay. Well, here's a good one. The games were scheduled when I wanted to do other things. Well, you know, there was every Sunday it's scheduled. I would like to do something else. Okay, here's a good one for, the, for all of us, I think. My parents took me to too many games when I was growing up. And I feel I know more about it than coaches. Well, yeah, turn it around. I was brought to church so many times, I know more than the pastor does. Or I know what, they, I've heard that before. There's nothing teaching me anything new. So, that, you know, that's an excuse. I don't want to go. Well, here's a good one. I don't want to take my children because I want them to choose for themselves what sport they like best. So you know, I know parents that, uh, um, so I'm not going to force my child to go to church because they can choose for themselves, which was dumb, idiotic. Um, okay, all too often, our excuses pile up and get in the way of accomplishing anything for God. Making excuses isn't a good practice, and it's especially dangerous when we start making excuses about our spiritual lives. So, okay. Why, when do we make excuses? We make excuses when we really don't want to obey. Yeah, that... that that was it for the Old Testament. I don't need that today. You know, it's not for today. You know, uh, the, I don't need that. I don't have to do that. Uh, that's a different category. You know, that was for them, not me. Uh, we make excuses when we don't want to go where God sends us. So, are you kidding me? So winning? That's not for me. We make excuses when we don't want to believe what God tells us. Well, that, that couldn't be God. He, he wouldn't tell me to go there. Or, I hate to bring this one up again. God didn't tell me to put an extra $10 in, in the offering plate. Hello. Okay, um, let's get away from those excuses. We're going to look at, at somebody else.
So we'll go all the way back to the book of Exodus. We'll mainly stay in the book of Exodus and find the book uh, Exodus chapter 3. That's Exodus chapter 3, looking at verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? There we go. Who am I? God tells Moses he's chosen to lead the children, uh, children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses says, I don't want the job. Who am I? I'm not. First thing you want to say, Moses says, I'm not qualified. Why? Why was he not qualified? We have to look to the past. Because of his past failure of leading or trying to lead uh, Israel out of uh, Egypt. You remember, uh, he was 40 years old. He was gung-ho. Okay, we're going to do it. And he goes out there and he goes, uh, kills an Egyptian and then, he just got, uh, you could say, he, he jumped the gun, sort of. Uh, so um, he's looking at past failures, and so that doesn't, I'm not qualified to do the job because I already failed at it once. I don't, I don't want to make a fool of myself again. Oh, and another, another one. Now, that was at 40 years of age. I'm 80 years old. Who do you think I am, Lord? I'm too old. That, that's a young man's job. Hello. You're just too old or maybe too young, whatever the case may be. You know, we, we have the excuse, you know. Uh, Moses said, I'm too far in advanced in years. You know, I'm, I'm ready for retirement. Don't, don't, don't get me going in here now. I'm, I'm 80 years old. You know, most people are just getting a retirement check and kicking back and watching the, you know, Watch the sunset go down. Okay. Uh, another excuse would be, the job's too big of a task. Taking three, leading three million people out of this place? Are you kidding me? Who's going to follow me? So the task's too big. Okay. And then we look at, he's looking back again. And this is another one. The Jews rejected him. Who are you? Who's called you? So he's looking like, you know, I tried it, and the Jews don't believe it. So, you know, really, your people don't believe it, so I, I, I'm not going to be rejected again and call names and thrown stone, uh, have stones thrown at me. And another, another one uh, excuse would be, well, the times have changed. You got more people now, and Egypt has changed. We don't have the same uh, pharaoh anymore. We got a different pharaoh there. I don't know this guy, and uh, he doesn't know me. And so, time has changed. I don't want. I don't want this job. Find somebody else for the job. So, um, I'm not qualified. That's the first thing. The excuse that we have is, I'm not qualified. Anybody ever felt that way? See, I told you we're almost finished. I'm second page already. Okay. 
we read uh, Exodus 3. Now we'll look at, uh, still Exodus 3, we'll look at verse 12. And he said, and he said, Certainly I will be with thee. This is God speaking. And this shall be, uh, be a token unto thee that I, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the uh, people, uh, people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. Well, here, here uh, God answers Moses' uh, uh, question. He says, uh, or Moses has an excuse. I don't have the... Uh, I, I have no ability. I don't have ability to do it. Well, I can't do this job. And what does God say in verse 12? I will be with thee. Uh-oh. Uh, God says, I will be with you. In other words, he's telling Moses, what you lack, I will supply. So the excuse that we have is uh, we don't have the ability, God will supply us with the ability. He'll give us the supplies. Glory to God. Uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in uh, Philippians uh, 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Glory to God. Uh, God tells Moses, uh, uh, look at what it says here. Verse 12, and he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee, when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. God already saw it. You already brought these people out of Egypt. I'm with you. It's not if you bring the people, it's you're bringing the people out. So you don't have an excuse. You don't have an inability. I've given you the inability because I'm with you. So what's, what's, what's the problem that we, some of us, an excuse that we have when God calls us to do something? I don't have the ability. He says, I am with you. And Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things are new. That means you have the ability to do. So kick out the old and stay with the new. In other words, um, another person that uh, spoke about his in inability was, uh, you know, we'll just go turn there. Right after the book of uh, Joshua, you'll find the book of Judges. And Judges chapter 6, we find the man Gideon. Uh, he's fearful. Well, look, begin with verse 12. That's Judges 6, verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee. There it is again. Thou mighty man of valor. Oh, who, who's that? And Gideon said unto him, O oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where will all these miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us out from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. There's the excuse. I, there, you've deserted us. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. 
Have I not sent thee? Well, there's no more excuse. I'm sending you. Verse 15, And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manassas, and I am the least of my father's house. Here we go. I, I don't have the ability to lead anything. Well, if God's called you, you have, he's given you the ability. He stands with you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have the ability. Whatever the challenge, it doesn't matter what you are facing. It doesn't matter what God has called you to do. You can follow through and endure. Think of the many years that Moses had to be with those those. Children of Israel, murmuring, complaining, another 40, he was 80 years old, and here's 40 years, he's going to hear them murmur and complain. He's going to have to endure. Because God, he said, God says, I'm with you. You will endure. Glory to God. You can do it if you trust God's ability. We have to learn to put our full trust in God's ability. We need to build our faith up. And know that God has given us the ability. He'll give us the strength. To consider his will. Do his will. Okay, number three. We're going to look at number three. Uh, going back to Exodus chapter three. Verse 13, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Okay. So, here, Moses Excuses, I'm inadequate. I'm inadequate. I don't know enough about you. How can I share or answer their questions about you? And verse 14 says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. I am has sent me unto you. Just, just do as I say and I will show you I am as you need me to be. So just call upon me when, it, when needed. God proves himself adequate and faithful to every challenge. So we'll go to, just keep your marker there and look what it says in Ephesians chapter 3. In the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Are you ready to go home? In Ephesians chapter 3, looking at verse 20, it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. We have it. We have the ability. There's no inadequacy. Amen? Think about David and Goliath. 
David was inadequate. When you look at a giant of, of nine feet or better. In the natural, he's not going to take this guy down. How about Daniel in the lion's den? He was inadequate. Being thrown into the lion's den? He had to do what? He had to rest upon the Lord. He said, okay. And those lions were hungry because the very next day after Daniel got out, they threw the other people in and everybody got devoured. I mean, these men had to put their faith out there. How about the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace? They were inadequate. I can't stop. How about you get near that furnace, you can't even blow the, the fire out. But they got thrown in and who was there? Who, who was in, walking in there, keeping them cool? The Lord was with them. Wow. And what about Noah? What could his excuse be? I'm only one, and I've got to build this, this ark which is a huge thing, and you want me to build it in 120 years? This is crazy. There's not enough wood around here. There's not enough pitch around here. And what about these animals? Every animal from around the world is going to come here on this boat? I'm inadequate to do this thing. Hey, you're not. We are not. Our excuses are being thrown out. Okay. Let's look at the fourth thing and the final thing. I told you to get out here quick. So we'll find uh, Exodus. You found, you're still in Exodus, but we'll go to the next chapter. Exodus chapter 4. Well, I got one more. Exodus chapter 4, looking at verse, uh, verse 1. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Moses' excuse now is, No one's going to believe me that, I, that I've talked to you, God. So there's inferiority. Well, you know, I'm inferior. Nobody's going to believe me. You know, if I was a... I was uh, the, uh, one of the top 12 of the, the tribes. Uh, uh, if I wasn't an old man, if I was a, a strong, strapping guy, they might believe me. But an old man of 80? Come on, who's going to believe me? God says, I'll prove what I tell you, and they will believe you. So what I tell you, I'll prove to you. And what happened? He says, take that that rod and throw it down. It turns into a snake. And the Egyptian magicians do the same thing, but uh, their snake gets eaten up. Well, he tells them, point your rod towards the water. It'll turn to blood and everything turned to blood. He wasn't inadequate anymore. Anything that he did, that God told him, was going to come to plant, pass, it came to pass. 
I mean, that should build up your, your, your ego, your self-confidence. You're not, you're not inadequate. Glory to God. Okay, now. Um, We'll look at number four. This is the one, final one. And Moses said, uh, verse 10, And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither therefore, herefore, nor since hast thou spoken to, unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of slow of tongue. Whether he stammered or, or, or um, thought out his words longer than most put out the perfect words, he says, um, so this is uh, Moses' last uh, uh, effort to uh, an excuse to escape his call of God. Uh, I have an infirmity. I have something wrong with me. Uh, Paul could have said, I've got bad eyesight or I've been beaten with uh, stones and sticks and so forth. Um, Moses says, uh, I've got a speech impediment or something. You know, we don't know exactly what it was, but uh, uh, an infirmity such as a uh, physical handicap, your age, your income, your education, all excuses for not doing the will of God. Well, I can't do that. I'm not, you know, I don't have the education. Oh, uh, I was never trained to do this. Uh, I'm old, too old to do this. I'm too young to do this. Uh, uh, people will notice I have a handicap. Uh, there's no legitimate excuse for not serving the Lord. God is well aware of what you have before he chooses you, when he chose you. Think about it. He already chose you to do something. He will, he's well aware of any shortcomings you have. But he says, I am with you. That changes things. And what, what I tell you to do, do it, and you'll be adequate to do these things. Some of us will take the challenge up, but then we won't do what he calls us to do. So we've, we're, uh, you could say, uh, standing in front of the people and not doing what he's called. We feel we can't follow through on what he says we can do. Again, God is well aware of what he's chosen you to do. Therefore, it's our duty to yield to him and allow his, his freedom to reign in us, to, to lead our lives. Um, chapter 4 again, and looking at verse 13. And he said, O oh my Lord, send, I pray thee, by a hand of him whom, whom thou wilt send. In other words, send somebody else. I'm inadequate. I have this infirmity. Uh, Moses attempts still put off God. And what does God give him? He says, you've got a brother that can speak for you. God, uh, Aaron will take up the duty of a spokesman for you. I'll tell I'll tell, I'll tell you what to do, and you tell Aaron, and Aaron will go out there and speak for you. You have no problems at all. Uh, the only thing is, uh, with Aaron, 
Uh, we always found him leading people into sin. Oh, I'll build you a calf, just what you want. Um, when uh, Moses married the Ethiopian, um, Aaron got his sister Miriam to start uh, talking back on him. Speaking against uh, Moses' wife. Hey, you can't do that. Okay. In conclusion, about there, for you and me, we also have been given a helper. In the, in the person of the Holy Spirit, John chapter 16. Go, to, go with me to John chapter 16. The book of John. In John chapter 16. Verse 13. John 16, 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you in all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Glory to God, hallelujah. We have the Holy Spirit. Uh, verse 15 all things that the father hath are mine therefore I said that he shall take of mine and show you show it unto you in other words we have the Holy Spirit he's going to show us anything that we need we have a good spokesman who's going to correct us amen glory to God he's ever with, he's ever with us to teach us and help us along the way wherever we may be in our lives. His plan is to help us along the way that we might be the best Christian possible for the glory of God. Now, should we still use the excuse of infirmity, we need to put it aside. God used a jackass to speak to Balaam. He used an old sheepskin to speak to Gideon. And he used a, a rooster's crow to bring recall to Peter. But we have the Holy Spirit, glory to God. Regardless of the excuses uh, you may uh, have concocted uh, to exempt yourself from the things of God's calling, uh, all our excuses are farces. Okay? The bottom line is God has put a plan has a plan for you and he wants you to go for it. Our heart's desire should and must be to serve him at all costs, regardless of what he asks of us. Well, I didn't study for it. I'm not meant to be that. Well, God says, this is what you're going to do. This is what you need to do. Um, we might go under, oh, we might as go, we might go and get the blessings then get the not go and get the correction as Jonah did remember Jonah said I ain't going to do it and he had a lot of correction come his way you can ask him in the whale over there 
next door. Um, we need to feel, as Jeremiah said in uh, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, there should be fire in our bones to do the things for God. When God calls us something, there should be a fire just, uh, just igniting us. And when God calls, we should answer like Isaiah, chapter 6, verse 8. God, hear my, send me. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Perfect time. Anybody need prayer tonight? Short and sweet. So that means we have no excuses. And uh, uh, anybody wanting to uh, have dinner? Five, is it 5 o'clock, 5.30 something? 5 o'clock this coming Sunday. Uh, please uh, tell Terry and uh, we'll get it all booked.